and the death of the And when the music's over, start up the podcasts. Anyway, look, we got a phone call coming in. I, w- I don't know if this is him or not. We're going to find out. Find out if we can hear. Hello? Jimmy, hold on a second. Are you there? Yes, I am. Good. How are you, buddy? Good, buddy. How you doing? Good. We had a... Um, we had a technical issue, but we've uh, we resolved it in a Rube Goldberg way. Man, I haven't I haven't talked to you in quite some time. Everything's good. Everything's great, man. I got no complaints. What's going on with you? Um, I I, I can complain all day, Jimmy. We could sit around and just complain if you'd like yeah. to do that. You know, I could uh, I I could totally I could to- totally go complaint mode here. Um, hold on, I'm making sure I got everything up here. There we go. No, so uh, you are back at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Are you there New Year's Eve? I am there New Year's Eve tonight. we got two shows. Uh, we had a big show last night. A bunch of people came out. It's, uh, it's, it's great, man. You know, I, I, love, I love Rick Branch and I love that club. It's really like one of my favorite clubs to play in the United States. You know, uh, we, we always tell everyone, um, uh, we tell them uh, here on the show, and then, and then we tell people, uh, you know, when we encounter them on the streets or, or you know, in a ditch somewhere, uh, we say, uh, listen, if you haven't been there, you got to go there. It's, it's one of those places, as soon as you walk in, you go, oh, we're going to have a good time here. And then with the, um, they work very diligently at making sure that they put together really interesting show packages, you know, and they, they, bring, in, they bring in voices that, that may not be heard or oftentimes, you know, are, are well known, but uh, their shows are always fantastic. There is an art to put together a show, knowing your audience, knowing your room, and they do a great job of it. And that's one of the reasons they've got you back, Jimmy. So hold on, I want to get the name of the movie right that's on Cinemax On Demand. It's American Nightmare? American Nightmare, yeah. With uh, Danny Trejo? And Vivica Fox, yeah. Oh, uh, Vivica Fox. You know, I, I think it might show a sign of my age that I'm more interested in seeing Danny Trejo than Vivica Fox. Well, for the people who don't know who he is, I mean, he made those kick-ass movies. They're just fun. They're just fun movies. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, the, the, yeah, yeah. So um, um, if you know who that is, if you don't know who that is, maybe you know now. You, you know from the from the uh, uh, those kick-ass films. That's uh, that now. Now I sound like an old guy. Those uh, kick-ass films. So uh, and you made a movie in Idaho Falls. Yeah, it was up in Idaho Falls. Uh, you know, Hopper Patch, Sean Penn's son, the movie, and it's, it's a really great movie. It's like it's kind of like uh, you know Forrest Gump, except in the other direction. Instead of the guys being like and being amazing, it's you know, it's filled with like, you know, uh, you know, uh, heroin addicts and, and prostitutes and stuff. It just goes in the other direction, but it's a, a really great time. 
forward to it. You know what I'm looking forward to? I um, um, Some people thought I was going to die in Idaho Falls once. So um, I, was doing a sh I was doing a show in Idaho Falls, and I get on stage, and on the opposite wall from the stage was a giant Confederate flag. And uh, so I started making fun of it. I go, I go, what are we celebrating here, losing? We're number two. I'm going, why don't you put up some other loser flags? Why don't you put the Cubs up? So then I pissed off people who were Confederates and Cub fans. And, uh, but, uh... <laughs> two birds and one stone. You have two letters of hate for every uh, joke you said. I always consider the show more successful if I pissed off people who deserve to be pissed off. So, uh, yeah. that could explain a lot. Well, that doesn't take much these days, Tony. I know, I know, man. People are triggered and said, walk to a mind. Everybody wants to take everything personally. Uh, it's all about them. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, jobs getting tougher and tougher. Is it getting, is it getting uh, uh, more difficult when you're out there to, um, to entertain people, you know, in a, in a large group? Live? Uh, you know, not for me necessarily because I've been doing it for a while and I'm able to kind of navigate it pretty well. But, I, I mean, yeah, it's just like, you know, there's, there's, there's just this, uh, you know, there's this, group of people that get triggered very easily because, uh, you know, they don't agree with your first, uh, uh, here's what happens, and I don't think people have to control their emotions on how they feel about things, so instead of uh, them not going, uh, they want to limit your ability to say anything about it because they can't control how they feel about it, it's really weird, but it, uh, that's essentially what it is, it's kind of, it comes down to like, you know, fascism, they want to control what you have to say, agree with it or not, or whatever the deal is, but you know, you know, I've been I've been telling people that I think that we're kind of entering a uh, um, a new age of Puritanism. So, um, and if you, you track it from, if you really look at you know uh, American cultural history, how wild and free things were in the twenties, uh, there was nudity in in silent films. You know, uh, uh, the first Tarzan movie, uh, Jane was uh, nude for just a brief second in a swimming scene, either the first one or the second one. The girl was, uh, 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 Fay Ray was nude in King Kong for a brief moment. And by the uh, mid to late 30s, you know, it was, well, you can't show people, you can't even say pregnant. So I don't know if you can control it or not, but we're kind of entering, and instead of coming from the right, from the, from then it was coming from uh, moralistic uh, people from a religious bent, now it's coming from the left in a more, uh, and I hate to say that because I'm, I'm on the left, but from the left in a more cultural bent. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree with you 100%. And it's not, you know, it's just like, um, you know, it, it's, it's really kind of, you got to kind of navigate it a little bit. Just kind of, so I guess it's wording, and you got to be careful about how you work things or what you're, what you're actually saying. And, and stay away from politics because it doesn't make a difference what you say or what, how you try to skewer it. You're going to divide your audience right down the middle, right in half. So then it's gonna make you. Then you gotta break them back. I mean, the job is already tough enough. Yeah. To a lot of your way to make it tougher, and so it's it's, it's interesting that, that you know that, that people feel this way. And I, I don't know. I, you know, it's a small group of the population. I wouldn't say you know by far like you know like you know the, the crowds at the Rick Bronson place are great. You don't know, have any problems. I usually find it with younger people. Uh, you know, they they kind of ruined their sense of humor. They don't even really have a sense of humor. They don't even know it's funny. A lot of people just sit there and look at you like, is it okay to laugh? Is it okay to laugh? And I'm like, you know, all these people have a great time. Yeah. They don't, they don't care. I, uh, um, I agree with you on that. I, I, I do a lot of uh, political writing, and I, I've uh, uh, 
not just you know not just post on social media, but I've done a lot of it uh, for politicians the last year or two. But when I do my live show, and I've explained this to people, uh, when I do do it on occasion, I go, I don't do a lot of it there because it's kind of a, it's not like I'm uh, Bill Maher or Dennis Miller and they go, oh, we're going out to listen to a liberal point of view or going out to listen to a conservative point of view. So they don't know. They're just coming to a comedy show. So my job is to try to make sure everybody in the room uh, laughs hard a lot. That's kind of how you keep the job. So uh, I kind of shy away. Here's the one joke I did to kind of push people. Tell me if you think it's a good joke. I don't know. All right. Uh, you would be someone whose opinion I'd respect. I'd read someplace, and this is true, that a smart dog can understand up to 250 words and that your dog can reach the intellectual uh, equivalent of a two-and-a-half-year-old child, which means by the time your dog's nine, he's retarded. So I'd have people laugh at that, and then some people go, oh, and I go, I'm sorry to mean to offend you. Said, it means by the time your dog is nine, he's a queer. So I pushed it there. Did I lose you? Yeah, hold on. We had, a, had an issue there. There, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. We're, we're, yeah, we're back. We're back. <laughs> I lost you for a second, right in the middle of my joke. Uh, I know. I was just sitting there. I was trying to just a punch. Like, what the fuck? I cut. We've got huge, huge techno. So I got a, uh, and, and plus I have the flu or pneumonia or something. I'm dying. We were going to cancel today. And I said, no. I said, you know, uh, I want to talk to Jimmy. So, and I want to I let people know they should go out and see him at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, 5350 East High Street. That's my one cheesy sound effect. Uh, two shows tonight? Yeah, we got two shows tonight, two shows Saturday. We're doing one on Sunday. And then for New Year's Eve, we got two shows. Uh, on Monday, so if people got plans for New Year's Eve, they can come to the Friday or Saturday shows and then still go out and do their plans. But if they don't have plans, I would just, we got a great show up here this week, and so come out Friday and celebrate, bring in the New Year with some laughter. It'll be awesome. Tony, I really uh, appreciate you having us on, and, and thanks for everything, and, uh, and uh, feel better, brother, and uh, have a great, prosperous, and healthy New Year. Hey, you too, buddy. Um, um, and, you know, the next time I have you on, I feel a more... We, we did talk... The last time you were on, we... We didn't talk politics. We talked politics a little bit, and I was wanting to get your take on it today, but we're going to save that for uh, for the next time, all right? All right, man. Talk to you, brother. Happy New Year, pal. Happy New Year, too, Tony. Thank you, buddy. Bye. Well, uh, oh, I forgot I'm still on. I'm like, I'm going to walk away. That was Jimmy Schubert, who, um, man, I've known Jimmy, I want to say I've known him since, uh, yeah, the early 90s. The early 90s, I've known Jimmy. I've known him. I, yeah, I've known him for the early 90s. Um, always a funny guy. He's a guy, there are some people who decide in a very serious kind of uh, pragmatic way they're going to do stand-up comedy. You know, they, they uh, go to it in a very methodical way. He was a funny guy who was able to then translate. Some people are funny off stage, and uh, when they go on stage and they're not funny because uh, it's, it's a learning curve. He's one of those guys who's going to take the, the kind of fun, funny kind of a uh, uh, goofball kind of thing that he, that he was off stage. Not that he's not a smart guy and a serious guy, but, you know, just somebody you like being around because he makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, have a, we have a previous interview with Jimmy, too. You might want to take that look at it. Like, once again, we, we had a technical issue. You know, we're not, you know, we're not, a, we're not a KFWB in Los Angeles here. We're just Shirley and I. And I don't know why I ran into that particular issue. It said everything was hooked up. I don't know. 
I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, but here's what I do know. I enjoyed uh, speaking this morning, and if you were listening, I appreciate you listening. I hope you have a wonderful uh, uh, rest of your weekend, and that Monday night is a fun night for you. Try to have some fun no matter what you're doing. Even if you're sitting home by yourself, soaking your feet, drinking a uh, uh, drinking soup out of a can, uh, you should enjoy it. <laughs> but I want you to have a good time. I want you to enjoy yourself. Uh, Happy New Year. The next time I talk to you in this fashion, it will be 2019. Uh, Till then, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you. Uh, I want to thank uh, my dog, Roscoe, for hanging around the whole time, going, I don't know what you're doing. I want to thank my wife, who happens to be my producer, Shirley Lovisic, for helping me with this for this entire year. We made it through another year of Comedy Schools and Radio Network.com. We're going to bring you better shows, more fun in 2019. Until then, bye-bye.